no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Barry Centrals. On today's show, we preview the Week 11 matchup against the Falcons and much, much more. Ada, what's a good word, my guy? Man, I'm over here just chilling, Prez. Listen to King Disease 3 by that boy Nas. Okay, little Nas. You know, you, you know your boy 21 Savage has some shit to say about Nas. You young guys don't know any better, Prez. That's <laughs> all. <laughs> you he know. Little, he a little wet behind the ears, Ada. That's what you're saying. That's all, man. You young guys, they don't get it, man. Gotta learn respect histories and the guys before you. Now, well, that's true. That's true. Now, I know some of our listeners are probably like, what the hell is AW even talking about? Don't worry about it. This That wasn't for you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, though, man, music, um, it's not the same anymore. I'm, I'm honest. We're going to get to the football aspect of things. But AW brought up something interesting that I want to talk about here. It's funny with our different generations. Now, the way that I was raised... I listen to all the classic music. I still do to this day. True. I, I kind of feel like the new generation, they kind of clown some of the music that I listened to when I was in college. And I'd be looking at it, I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't like Nas? Right. I'm like, all of a sudden now, uh, certain artists ain't cold. Like, I'm sitting up here like, uh, Karras, one ain't cold? Like, what are we talking about here? Like, those are the originators of this rap thing. Run DMC, where we at? Exactly, exactly. These these young cats now, they listen to that mumble shit, man. I can't get with all that <laughs> shit. I'm like, them dudes, you wrap them like they got a bunch of marbles in their damn mouth. I'm like, open your <laughs> damn mouth and pull your damn pants up, sir. <laughs> you right about that, man. They got to. I mean, these young guys, man, they don't always get it. I respect what they do, of course, for it, but you're right, man. A guy like me who old school, I got to hear the lyrics, man. Got to hear what you're saying, bro. And, and to the point, I'll listen to a little bit of everything, man, but I got to be able to understand what the hell you're saying. If I can't <laughs> understand what you're saying, I can't listen to you. I just can't. I can't. Audience, listen, you guys came here to, to listen to us talk about the Bears. We have our Bears preview show here on tap. And A-Dub and I got a lot to unpack in this matchup here because you got to look at it right here. The Bears now, 3-7 and seven, A-Dub, looking to snap that three-game losing streak. And you guys heard us talk about it on our recap show. The Bears should have lost those last three games. When you look at that that margin of defeat, it was like super narrow, right? And then also right. the fact that the offense did its thing, the defense, whatever. We're not going to retrace those things. But my point is, we're going to Atlanta here with a chance now to end that loser streak. Now, the Falcons are also on a loser streak. But because they're in a trash-ass division, A-Dub, they're with this striking distance of the division lead. That says a lot. So they got a lot to play. If you want to go out there, that press talked about the preview show and win as many games as you can. So here we are, man. You know, a chance for the Bears to show what they're able to do against a team that got a lot to play for. Yeah, and then when you look at this, when you look at these two teams, A-Dub, we're kind of looking at ourselves in the mirror, right? Because we have similar tendencies. So obviously, really good running games. Defenses are kind of trash. And both of the teams fall apart in the fourth quarter. You guys already know we did that shit in the last game. It's been a theme with this team. But yes. the Atlanta Falcons are the same way as well. 
Also, we teased it on the last episode, but this is going to be a reunion of sorts because now you get all these former Bears that are on the Falcons. I mentioned Ryan Pace on the last show. Ryan Pace is at the helm of things over there with Atlanta. And yep. so it's going to be like a little reunion. It's going to be like a homecoming, if you will. Ain't good? <laughs> yeah, it is, man. Get the barbecue grill going, man. <laughs> <laughs> you a fool. Exactly. These guys all know each other, man. A lot of these players, you know, um, that's on this team. Demir Bird, still Damian Williams, all the way to offensive lineman Elijah Wilkins, etc. So you're right, Chris. This is more like a homecoming. Guys get together who know each other and also want to compete against each other, too. Hey, don't forget about your boy Cordero Patterson. You know what I'm saying? We're going to yes. definitely highlight him in, in this episode. But before we get into talking about the Falcons, because I, I got something here on Ryan Pace and I want to just get out here to the audience. I want to get this off my chest real quick. But <laughs> Khalil Herbert, now we talked in the last game about the hip injury that he sustained on that kickoff return, which I told y'all I didn't want him on them kickoffs. But anyway, that hip injury ended up being a little bit more serious than what we initially thought. Landing them on IR. So now he ended up going into this matchup. You got Tristan Ebner, that probably is going to be your number two running back. David Montgomery is probably going to get a lion's share of the carries here. We were just talking about on the last episode how we need David Montgomery to step it up. So now David Montgomery has a four-game window here to remind Bears fans and to remind his organization of his value to this team. Oh, this is a golden opportunity for David Montgomery. If he can go out, ball out, and be an impactful player these next few weeks, you have the, um, this organization thinking twice about, hey, do you want to keep him or do you want to let him go? If he performed very well, probably going to have these Bears thinking closely more so of one to keep him. What if the Bears bring Velas Jones back and give him some carries and run it back? How would you feel about that, A-Dub? You know what? That's a tough one right there, Perez. I would love to see him get some chances and spurts, right? Some of those snaps in that way. But I do like Abner. Of course, you know we like Montgomery. Those two should get the bulk load, but I wouldn't mind seeing Bellis get worked into it slowly, bro. I'm fine with that, Press. So when I saw that pop up on Twitter, I kind of like thought about it, and I said, this guy was more of a project. A lot of us mislabeled him Debo Light after he got drafted. You know, he still has a lot to learn about the pro game. He hasn't been able to stay yeah. healthy. However, that speed that he has, hey, <laughs> you can't teach that. and He has that. And so I would love for him to get the football in his in his hands any way possible. You know what I mean? And so yeah. I'm intrigued by it. However, I would love to see a whole lot of David Montgomery in this game against the Falcons. That's just my wish here. Because when I look at this Falcons defense, that's an opportunity for us to run through them like we've run through all these teams so far this season. Despite what we've seen the last few weeks, if he's able to get back to his old self-press and make those kind of dynamic runs that he's been making press, this would be nice. Now, Matt Eberflus, when it came to Khalil Herbert, said he expects him back sometime this season. So that's good to hear. So at least it's going to be a minimum of those four games. But the one thing that I was thinking, and, and Eberflus kind of echoed the way that I saw it, when you lose a guy like Herbert, that's a dimension that your offense is slowly, is sorely missing because they have such unique styles, right? So he's more of your in-between-the-tackles bruiser where he's getting those tough yards. Whereas a guy like Khalil Herbert, bro, he got a different type of style to him. That guy can break away on you, right? But he still has a punishing running style as well. Those breakout runs that we see from him, I mean, he's different. And so that's a dynamic that we're going to miss, A-Dub. Chris, you brought this up about how Khalil Herbert has been getting more of the carries and how he's been able to uh, 
do a lot of damage coming out the backfield. And when you lose a guy like him, Chris, you're losing pretty much 15, 16 carries right there of quality carries at that. So it hurts this team for sure, Perez. I'm hoping that Ebner can step in and do a little bit of something. Or like you said, you give the bulk of it by far to your boy David Montgomery and let him go ahead and do his thing. But at the end of the day, man, they are going to miss Khalil Herbert and what he's able to bring to the table. True story. Now, in our last episode, I mean, we were very critical of the Bears' defense and that lack of pass rush. So we see this week that Ryan Poles, hey, he does what he does, man. He goes, he goes out there and works the waiver wire, A-Dub, and picks up Taco Charlton this week. I'm sure he's hoping by picking this guy up that he's going to provide a nice little potential boost to that pass rush. And the good thing about Ryan Poles is that he's never stopping working, as you can see, man. The one thing about Ryan Poles, he continues to work. Yeah, I mean, he got, we got him off the Saints practice squad. Matt Eberflus has – he has knowledge of him because they worked together when Charlton was on the Cowboys. So right. that's good there. And even when the media spoke with him this week – he talked about how he wants to come in here and make some plays and help the defense and help win some games. And listen, brother, we need you on that defensive front because we've been hurting for some pressure, some <laughs> sacks. Man, whatever you could do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, Taco, whatever you can bring to the table, man, to help this team because we definitely in need, like Fred said, man. And, uh, if you can bring a spark, bro, that'll be good, a good find by Ryan Pose. I mean, this guy's a former first-round draft pick, you know, from the University yep. of Michigan. I've been surprised they dealt with the lack of success that he's had in his career so far. However, yeah. hey, sometimes people need to change the scenery, and maybe it'll work out here in Chicago. We welcome yeah. it, though, with open arms. <laughs> exactly. You get another chance, man, to show what you're capable of doing, and um, you can start fresh here in Chicago. What they could do, A-Dub, is just play him on passing downs and just let him loose on the quarterback. Now it is. I know I teased it a second ago when I brought up Ryan Pace's name. And don't listen. Don't turn off the show now. Hey, keep the show on. I, I wanted to say something now. I know a lot of us did not like the Ryan Pace and that head coach that I refuse to say his name on this show. <laughs> Mr. Smartest Man in the Room. But anyway, it's been about 10 months, A-Dub, since the Bears fired Ryan Pace. And that was after that 2021 season, man, that most of us Bears fans, we were pulling our hair out because it was just such an awful season. Now, I will say this to you. Ryan Pace did have some immediate success with this team. It didn't last very long. But I'll tell you one thing. In my opinion, A-Dub, I still got to give him credit. And audience, hear me out. I mentioned it on last week's show. But he was the one that went out there traded up to get Justin Fields. For that part, I got to give this man credit. The second <laughs> thing I got to give him credit for, A-Dub, is that most of the guys that he signed the last couple of years on this team, he signed them to short-term contracts. I appreciated that because it gave Ryan Poles a little runway when he came in here and took this job. But the Justin Fields angle, we got a franchise quarterback, and it's because Ryan Pace made that trade. And so, audience, I want to make sure that we remember that while it wasn't perfect under his regime, she was awful. But, hey, he brought number one here. Yeah, I get I, I see where you go with that, Press. You're right. You got to give him credit for Justin Fields. But the rest of that shit, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> if he didn't do anything right, he definitely got the quarterback position right, finally. Now, let me just say this. I'm going to play devil's advocate what you said, because, yeah, it was awful. We already know about the Trubisky situation. We don't have to overtrace who he passed on. Whatever. Right. 
But the point of the discussion and the reason why I'm bringing this up is if the organization would have fired him after the 2020 season as opposed to the 2021 season, would the new GM, whether it was Ryan Pose or whoever, would they have been as aggressive as he was with bringing a Justin Fields in here? Because Ryan Pace made that trade out of sheer desperation. True. And that's why, in my opinion, I'm glad that he was there for that season to make that move. Because that move alone is going to put us in the driver's seat for years to come. And that's without a doubt. I don't think a Ryan Poles or anyone else possible to trade it up. He did whatever he needed to do to make it happen. So for that reason, got to give it to Ryan uh, Pace for sure on that. Yeah, because think about it. Another GM when it came in and prior to be like, you know what? We're going to wait another year to get a quarterback. And we saw what that 2022 draft has been for quarterbacks. Not Ooh. trying to pick on Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. <laughs> but, I mean, hey. It ain't the 2021 draft. That's all I got to tell you. It ain't the 2021 draft. Um, but I'm glad we got Justin Fields, man. So thank you, Ryan Pace. There was a lot of bad, like you said, A-Dub. That Jimmy Graham, <laughs> that Jimmy Graham contract, awful, right? I go on yep. and on. I go you on can. and on. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, though, we got number one here, and that's what I'm happy about. A lot of us know that this guy here, Justin Fields, was the best parting gift that anybody can leave. And Ryan Pace, that's what he left to this organization. In the 2021 draft, they had the fourth pick. They decided to draft Kyle Pitts and passed Ooh. on Justin Fields like the rest of those teams that all passed on Justin Fields. So I hope that Justin got a little something extra to take for these dudes on Sunday to let them know that they made a mistake. Because Kyle Pitts has had an awful year. Now, we could probably blame a little bit of Mariota for that. Maybe the coaches, staff, and the scheme, but man, Kyle Pitts, whew, good lord, they could have had them a franchise quarterback. Because now they stuck with Marcus Mariota at this point. They thinking about Justin Fields versus him. It was like, hey man, we passed up on a guy who's on a mission right now. But hey, I got none against Pitts. I think he's a nice little talent. I give him that. But in the day, if you ask me to pick between those two, him versus Justin Fields, you're like, no shoot, brainer, no, no brainer. brainer, exactly. I mean, you talk about Justin Fields, one of the most electrifying players in the NFL over the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's taking the NFL by storm. And I'm yes. not just saying it just because I'm a huge fan of his. I'm being honest, bro. When I'm looking at him, I'm like, hey, I'm looking at superstar all over him, right? Just, you know how we talk about Justin Fields as him? Yeah, he's him. You know what I'm saying? That's not just right. hyperbole. That's not us being fanboys. That's, yeah. being absolute, that's being absolutely truthful that this quarterback has taken that next step. You talked about that on episode 158, man, about him being that MVP conversation. So it's like, look, when you start to go into that category and the damage you have done in a positively for this Bears organization the past few weeks, man, bro, this has been excellent. It's been great to watch. And I'm hoping he continues this, bro. Absolutely. And I think, honestly, A-Dub, and I mean, I put my votes in, but I think Justin Fields is a sleeper to make the Pro Bowl team. I mean, when you look at the quarterbacks in the NFC, well, who, who we got here? Jalen Hurts, okay. Yep. Cool. But is Kirk Cousins and Geno Smith that much better than what Justin Fields has done this season? Hell no. <laughs> Let's keep it real. Justin Fields has not answered that press. I didn't even think much about it until you brought it up. Yeah, he could be a pro bowler, man. I think he should be. Now, Kirk Cousins is having an unbelievable year. He's got yeah. great weapons there on that offense. And also, we see what Geno's doing with Seattle. I mean, they've had a turnaround year. So I'm not going to disrespect them, too. But I would say, I feel like Justin's right there with them. And he's got an outside chance. Because the normal 
favorites in the NFC, well, the normal favorite in the NFC, Aaron Rodgers, he's not having a good season at all. So he ain't going to be doing pro bowl <laughs> nothing. Right. <laughs> you make a good point. But you're right. Salute to those others, man, who are there, like the Geno Smith, because, I mean, Geno Smith shocked the entire world himself. But also seeing what Justin Fields has been able to do as well, that is shocking too. Not so much to praise and I, you know, but it's just good to see some of the players you didn't think would shine like this who are actually shining. Oh, no, that Geno Smith one caught me off guard. I was trashing him in preseason, so I did not see this coming. <laughs> I did not see Seattle having the season that they're having. Gino, I owe you so many apologies because I trashed him. So I did not see this coming at all. But I'll tell you one thing, man. We know that the Pro Bowl is a giant popularity contest. And yeah. that's why when you got a quarterback like Justin Fields, he's got a chance, bro, because you think about it. Bears Nation and Bears Twitter, hey, I know we can be toxic at times. But what thing do we do? When we come together, oh, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. I guarantee you that we can get Justin Fields to that Pro Bowl. All the things he's done for this organization, if you want to talk about with less, I mean, hey, that is something worth talking about. That is something worth, you know, really putting out there for people to say, hey, this kid is the real deal. So the voting will probably be a little in favor of Justin Fields based upon what he's been able to work with. What they know, audience, I'm a little concerned, man. My boy Justin Fields said he was hurting after that last game against the Lions. <laughs> I'm sure the Lions was hurting too, Justin, because you, you put it on him, but – my man, he said he was hurting from all the running that he had to do, all them rushing yards, man. He said his legs were a little sore. And I <laughs> even think this week, A-Dub, he's kind of taking it easy at practice a little bit. So with that being said, we've had a lot of listeners that have been hitting us up in the DM saying, hey, we agree with what you guys saying about the threat that Justin brings with the running. But they're like, hey, we would like to see them open up that passing game a little bit more for them to dial it up with Luke Getzi a little bit more and save Justin's legs. And I was like, yes, that's why in the last episode I said – I would love to see them scale back the design runs a little bit and only have Justin run predetermined times because you do want to make sure that you're saving his legs. Also, yeah. you want to make sure that he's not taking unnecessary punishment for a two- or three-yard game. You hit a good point, man. Even people who are watching or listening in who've seen what he's been going through, yes, absolutely, man. You got to be careful with Justin Fields. You don't want to want to overwork this kid. I mean, it's getting late in the season now. You want to still keep him fresh. You can't have him doing too much. Let's save those legs. Like, I know that he's not running gassers in practice this week. I know he's probably been getting a little extra treatment on the legs. He gets his he gets his conditioning on Sunday. So, Justin Fields don't need no conditioning during the week of practice. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I think he's going to be good there. But, A-Dub, before we get into discussing the Falcons and some of their players to watch, we already talked about Mariota and Pitts. We're going to get into them more in detail. But I want to get into this injury report, A-Dub, because I saw that Tevin Jenkins with the hip didn't practice. Now, last week, man, I went on that heel, and I was like, oh, there's no way Tevin Jenkins isn't going to play. Well, guess what? He didn't play. Right. Al-Qadim Muhammad, knee injury, he didn't practice. Nikhil Harry, illness, has a practice. Dane Krushake, hamstring, did not practice. Want to get your thoughts on the Tevin Jenkins injury? Anything that you're worried about there with Tevin? I mean, sometimes we don't know how severe things really are, right? I thought it came back already, Chris, and the fact that he's still showing up, it concerns me now, you know what I'm saying? So I think the Bears are now thinking that, hey, maybe we need to be, be a little bit more careful with them. It's not looking good. I think that they may end up holding them out again, and Michael Schofield will probably get the start there uh, at the guard position. So tough to see there because Tevin, honestly, he was a guy that, in my opinion, that was playing at a Pro Bowl level on that offensive line. Yes. And so that's a big loss here. Alquadine Muhammad. 
Now he's remained the sideline. And he hasn't practiced in almost two weeks, a dub. So I feel like the Taco Charlton signing probably was basically done out of necessity just to yeah. give them somebody up front to kind of fill in because we're missing out on Muhammad being out there. The Bears thought about, hey, maybe had to go in a different direction right there. We're getting some reinforcements. But not having them, man, it really is going to suck for the Bears because, you know, we're kind of light right now, you know, and um, he could definitely give a boost. And then Nikhil Harry, that's the last one I want to talk about. You and I on the last show were talking about getting him incorporated in this offense, getting more snaps for him, less snaps with Academia St. Brown. But now him popping up on the injury list with the illness, we'll kind of keep that. We'll kind of keep a close eye on that because I'm really hoping that Nikhil Harry can finally get an opportunity here in Chicago to show what he can do. Things like illness, these are the type of things that can be considered a setback. And what that does for us, you're now on the field working or getting those reps in, man, it hurts you. It hurts your opportunity of being on the field. So I feel bad for him in a way, but I do hope he can bounce back quickly. Yeah, man, we'll definitely see there. Now, a couple of encouraging updates on the injury report. Cole Komet with the thigh injury that he suffered in the game on Sunday. And then also Kendall Vildor, who missed the last game with the ankle injury. Both of those guys were limited in practice. So that's always a good thing. That means the players is kind of trending in that right direction, right? Yeah. And I think that we'll probably see Kendall Vildor probably back out there on the field against the Falcons. But, yeah, good to also see with Komet that he's fine, that he's moving in along. So, it would be good to have him out there as well, Chris. And we saw that David Montgomery was full participation. He missed Wednesday's practice. They said it was due to personal reasons. And then Kyler Gordon, with his knee injury, he was also a full participant. So he should be good to go on Sunday as well, you know. But we can use all those guys right there, Perez. So they're able to go. Great. I think they can possibly make an impact in this game. Possibly, shit. David Montgomery, we need him. We need a heavy dose of Montgomery. I need I need 20 carries out of David Montgomery on that in that game on uh on, on Sunday. Like it's no if and no buts about that. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. He should get his 20 carries, Perez. Pick up the slack with Khalil Herbert being out. This is your opportunity, man. Hopefully, you do a very good job with those carries. All right, audience, let's get into the Atlanta Falcons. So some players to watch. Obviously, we we mentioned Cordero Patterson, former Bear. Former pro bowler with the Chicago Bears. Well, yes, because the last regime didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> we didn't utilize this guy to his full capabilities. And look what the Atlanta Falcons have done with this guy. They have converted him to a running back. And he's been one of the more productive running backs over the last year in the NFL. Now, 11 touchdowns he had last season, over 1,100 scrimmage yards. I mean, that shit was crazy. He came out of nowhere last year with that shit. Hey, look, he felt like he had something to prove, man. And, um, this is how you bounce back when you're in a new team, Perez. And salute to Patterson for putting in work, man. And um, all I can do is say, hey, look, we miss you here in Chicago. I know people like myself wanted you to remain on this team, but unfortunately it didn't happen. But it looks like you found a home over there with ATL. Oh, he definitely found a home over there. And it's, it's interesting now that because he's getting so many snaps as the running back, it's kind of impacting him in the return game. You know, because you're not going to have, well, some teams realize that, but you ain't going to have a guy that's productive as your running back taking back kickoff returns. <clears throat> Eva Flus. But <laughs> yeah, a lot of Falcons, though, they realize, hey, we got to limit that a little bit with this guy. He has missed some time with injury. He had that knee injury we talked about on the last episode. Yeah. And it looks like he's working his way back. But I'll tell you what, then. this is going to be a really important matchup with our defense going up against Cordero Patterson. Because while our defense has done a better job of late, A-Dub, Cordero Patterson is still a bad motherfucker, man. Still a bad motherfucker. 
And uh, if we can't slow them down, man, this can get ugly. And the thing is, everybody always want to give payback to their former team. You know how to go, Chris. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you all didn't sign me back, left me out there, I want to show you all what you're missing. So for Cordell Pat- for, uh, for Patterson, we got to definitely play close attention to him. Now, Kyle Pitts, is that somebody that I mentioned earlier? It's not a secret that he's been a bust this season. I mean, especially for fantasy football players out here that drafted this guy early on, like myself, I've not been happy with this guy at all. Have not been happy. Should have traded him when I had the opportunity. There were people that were offering me trade deals, and I'm like, nah, I ain't going to be that fool to give up. I should have fucking gave up. I should have fucking quit. I should have tapped out. Anyway, everybody thought this guy was going to have a monster season this year. It has not happened. My fear in this matchup, A-Dub, is that he potentially could have his breakout game against the Bears. Chris, because, you know, we've been – it's been tough us containing people, especially in coverage, and the fact that we have not been able to get home enough on some of these quarterbacks, they have been time to throw. And he could actually get some time out there to where he's able to run a good routes and get open and make an impact. So this could be good for Kyle Pitts, man. It would be a good game for him if he does, but I'm hoping it doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how our linebackers prepare for that matchup. Sam Bourne, Nicholas Morrow, and they go yeah. have their work cut out for him, you know. And also, too, the way that the Falcons utilize him, hey, sometimes they spread him out wide, and he yeah. goes out and lines up as a wide receiver. So that'll be interesting. Also, Drake London, who's another threat in their passing game, and I think with some of the issues that we've suffered in our secondary, Drake London is someone also for us to kind of keep our eyes on. See somebody who can actually, you know, run good routes and get open. You're right, man. I mean, if our secondary is still banged up as it been, as you saw with Jalen Johnson being banged up, right? Vildor possibly coming back. Who knows how, if he's 100%. You just never know, man. This kind of opened up things for those guys over there, man, with Atlanta and in the passing game. So I hope we're fully healthy and ready for these kind of challenges. I hope so, too. I mean, Drake London finally scored a touchdown last week. He had a bit of a drought for the last probably five to six weeks of the season. And that game against Carolina, I watched that thing. That was a sloppy game. The field conditions were awful. It rained the whole time. It and did. now this game against the Falcons, they're back indoors. Now he's on a fast track against a Bears secondary that's been up and down. So definitely something I want the audience to kind of keep on their radars in the game on Sunday. The last key player I want to bring up is Grady Jarrett, A-Dub. Now we know this guy's a Pro Bowl caliber player. He is. That guy gets after the fucking quarterback. Well, some of our issues on the offensive line, that's somebody <laughs> that I'm definitely paying attention to in this game, ain't up. Um, and he's a guy. Grady Jerry is a guy that can get back there, man. So it's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. We've seen our offensive line woes, Brez. So Jared is somebody who could tee off and make an impact. Well, I mean, let's be honest, man. Potentially without Tevin Jenkins back there for the second week in a row, that gives Jared a prime opportunity going up against Showfield. So that's oh, why yeah. I circled that matchup. I'm looking forward to seeing that. <laughs> and we've seen Schofield struggle a little bit, Perez. And um, you got a guy like Jerry going up against him. That's going to be very tough. I hope the dude ate his weeds. <laughs> let's, let's hope so. Man. Let's hope so. <laughs> now, I guess one of the things that I wanted to bring up with the audience in this matchup. Now, I know a lot of you guys want to see Justin not running as much. But I still think in this matchup, A-Dub, I think Justin Fields in this game, A-Dub, has the ability to go over 100 yards again just because, well, for one, the guy can't be stopped. Honestly, he can't be stopped. But 
The biggest thing when I look at this Atlanta Falcons defense is they're terrible stopping the run. Really bad. Now, obviously, we're not going to have Khalil Herbert. I think that they're going to have to have some of those desired runs for Justin Fields. I know some of you guys are like, you don't want to hear that. But listen, between those desired runs for Justin Fields, maybe 10, and David Montgomery getting like 20 carries, hey, we should be able to exploit that Atlanta Falcons defense up front and their run defense. We should be able to, Perez. And I'm with you. I think Justin Fields will get the chance and should run over 100 yards. He rushed one time. That's 40, 50 yards right there for his of one, you know, uh, one play. So Justin Fields have that capability. And so I'm not sure that he won't get 100 yards. I still think Justin Fields is the guy that's going to be that lethal with his legs, even in this game. Not only do I think that Justin Fields is going to have a big game running the football, but I think he's also going to make some plays in the passing game. Because while the Falcons are definitely mediocre against the run, they're awful against the pass. Now, I know they got Richie Grant, but outside of that, that secondary is pretty pretty pedestrian. And I think in this matchup, Justin Fields is going to have an ability to take some chances. Because that, that secondary outside of Richie Grant don't scare nobody in the NFL. So I think Justin probably – Toss a couple touchdowns. Cole Komet probably will get in the end zone again. And maybe, just maybe, my boy Chase Claypool might get able to touch pay dirt for the first time as a Chicago Bear A dub. Hey man, Chase could get one in there, Prez. I mean, who's who's actually uh trying to contain him? Is it Darren Hall? I don't think they, I don't think Darren Hall wants that work, man, against, against Chase. But you're right, man. I, I think there's a very high uh chance of Chase getting into the end zone. And then you also talked about Cole Komet. Hey, he's been phenomenal thus far. So these past few weeks, hey, look, he could actually get in the end zone again. I don't think Walker can contain him, bro. So Hell it's no. going to be interesting to see where Justin Fields want to go with the football. Before we get into our keys to victory, before we get into our keys to victory, do you have any concerns about facing the Atlanta Falcons week 11 a dub? This Bears team, as you know, our defense is always a key factor, bro. We have struggled several weeks in a row. And now the Falcons are at home, bro. They could make an impact on offense against this tough, well, against this mediocre Bears defense. That's what I'm going to call it. It is what it is. And that's something that really worries me about how, what scheme this Bears defense is running to try to stop the Aladdin Falcons offense. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, obviously I talked about it earlier, but the Atlanta Falcons, they have a really good rush attack. Not just what Cordero Patterson could do. But the Falcons also got a rookie fifth-round draft pick running back that's been pretty solid back there as well. And you're going to see a little bit of him in this matchup as well. So I think that was a good call-out, A-Dub, because with us going up against that really potent rushing attack by the Falcons, our Bears defense has a lot of work cut out for themselves, for itself. But I mentioned we did a really good job against the Lions against Jamal Williams. So hopefully... That rolls over to this matchup against the Falcons with Cordell Patterson and that rookie back. Hopefully, Press, that's what we're hoping for, man, that we can limit those guys. If the Bears are able to do so, just put them in a good position to try to win the ballgame. Remember I told the audience that I was going to do a little bit more research and homework on this matchup against the, against the Falcons. Now, one thing that I saw a double fail, Marcus Mariota may not be the best quarterback, but he loves taking deep shots down the field. The Falcons do what I want Luke Getty to do with our Bears offense, 
they stretch the field vertically. One of the things that I feel like with Mariota, what he does well is he has pretty good deep ball. And he's not afraid to try to throw the ball to tight coverage. And so what our Bears secondary, even if you got a guy like Jalen Johnson, who's going to have good coverage on one of the receivers, Mariota's not going to shy away from trying to fit a ball into a tight pocket. So that's something in addition to your point that you made about the Bears defense, that's something I wanted to put on the audience radar as far as when it comes to Mariota, Hey, the guy's fearless as far as throwing that football. He he ain't afraid to throw a pick. <laughs> he really is a press. He, he he's one of those quarterbacks who's willing to take the risk. So it's up to the Bears defense to hey to make him pay. Yeah, he gonna be one of them quarterbacks that's just gonna dump it down and throw a short all game. Nah, right. He, he trying to make some shit happen. Trying to make some shit happen. I would say a dub in the to piggyback. Lastly, off of what you were saying before we get into our keys to victory. I think the fact that our Bears offense in the fourth quarters have looked a little pedestrian, that is one of my concerns going into this matchup. You know, that's when they have played their worst football has been in the fourth quarters, and that's when you should be playing your best football. That's when you should be closing out football games. And on offense, we have seemed to we've seen to regress our offense in the fourth quarters of football games. And it's almost like Getty gets a little conservative with the play calling. It looks yeah. like the team gets a little tight. So we got to make sure that we keep that same pressure in this matchup against the Falcons. If we apply pressure the first half, we damn sure better do it to finish the game as well. A good point you made, man, about the fourth quarter and being able to finish games. If you don't start strong, you definitely better finish strong, you know. And we know this Bears team several times. We have seen them not start so strong, but we've seen them pick it up, right? But the thing is, when you're going against a team like the Falcons, you know, you still want to finish games. I mean, it's been many games that we've seen go by where the Bears have not executed in that department. So going forward, if you want to part a victory, man, you got to do it. And that's part of being disciplined, playing the right way, coaches calling good plays on defense and offense. And you're right, Luke, got to do a great job going forward in that. So it's going to be very key for this Bears team to do that, Perez. Definitely close out the right way. And it's not just been the passing game. It's just been the entire offense. I just want to make sure that people realize that part. So that's something that I'm going to be definitely keeping an eye on. A-Dub, keys to victory, week 11, what say you? Keys to this victory is that Mariota is one of those quarterbacks who like to utilize his legs. He's not just a guy who's going to sit in the pocket pocket and just throw deep passes. So it's really going to be important for this Bears team to really make sure they're able to contain him going forward. So we got to keep them in the pocket press and hopefully pick up some sacks, but definitely preventing them from getting those positive yards. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, honestly, when I'm looking at this matchup, I kind of feel like this may be the first game where our pass rush comes back to life a little bit. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to retrace anything that we've already said the last couple episodes. I mean, but we know getting after the passer has been pretty, pretty limited here. There's certain players on this Bears defense that have stood out, A-Dub. Yeah. Justin Jones. Yep. Jack Sanborn, right? These guys have been getting after the quarterback. The Atlanta Falcons offensive line, to the point that you were making about getting after Mariota a little bit, hey, they're banged up. If we could find a way to get after Mariota a few times, that'd be great. But you got to contain the guys because to a does point, the guy does have wheels and he'll make you pay. But I looked at and I saw Mariota taking off. Like I went back for his and I saw what he did to the 49ers. I was like, man, his wheels made a big difference in that game, man. I even saw him against the Chargers. I said his wheels kept him close. You know, when he's making that mobility moves like that, 
getting out there and getting those yards is extending these drives. One of my keys to victory here, and I talked about how weak the secondary was for the Falcons. Yeah. I feel like we got to take advantage of the secondary. You know, they've been without A.J. Terrell for probably about a month now. And he could potentially return this week. But even if he does come back, that passive defense for the Falcons is still going to be off. Yeah. Now, while we've done a tremendous job of running that football, you and I have talked about that ad nauseum on this show. I think this will be the week, A-Dub, to really establish that passing game, right? Getting Chase Claypool acclimated, continuing to feed Cole Komet, maybe reopening the bank. You know what I'm saying, a <laughs> Yeah, man. That'll be nice. I would love to see that, that bank back open, baby. We've been closed down a little while now, so, you know, we kind of gave it came over, opened up a little bit, give y'all a preview of what we're working with. We need more of that, man. We need to stay open. So, hey, I would love to see that happen for Money Moon. Yeah, because y'all got some inconsistent days of operation in that bank. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> we'll be back, bro. We'll be back. All right. I hope so. What other key you got for us, man? Other key that I have here, Perez, in this particular game here, you hit a point where you talked about the passing game. And the thing I really want to hone in on, really, Perez, is Cole Commit. His play, Perez. I think Cole Commit has actually helped give this Bears a unique dynamic. Everyone talk about Claypool. Everyone talk about Money Moon, right, as those guys. Well, Commit is a guy that you really can rely on. You've done it the past few weeks. What should change in this game? You don't change that. You continue to exploit him. You continue to utilize him because now he has a favorable matchup as well to where you can actually utilize him a little bit more. So I think in this case here, Perez, if you're Justin Fields, if you're cool hand Luke, hopefully he's going to be that way in this game, you look at that and take full advantage of it. I'll let you get away with that one, A-Dub. We'll see if he's cool hand Luke on Sunday. We'll <laughs> <laughs> I hope so, man. I hope so. You see A-Dub try to slip that shit in. I'm, I'm going to let him live today, y'all. I'm going to let him live. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Let me slide on this one. <laughs> <laughs> my man. I think my final key, A-Dub, is when it comes to Justin Fields. I know all this. You're like, damn, you can talk about Justin Fields again. Get over it. Anyway. <laughs> I want us to protect him because I didn't like the fact in that Lions game how much pressure Justin Fields was under. He was under a lot of duress, especially that fourth quarter of the ball game. Yeah. I would love to see a situation where Justin Fields doesn't get sacked in this game at all. I would love that. Now, we're going against a Falcons team that doesn't have the best pass rush. I would love to see our Bears offensive line stand up, protect this guy, and give him some time to throw. Because the way that this guy's pressured, it's amazing that he makes any plays out there. I would love to see a situation where Justin Fields can be in a clean pocket, where he can make good throws and also have time. In addition for making quality throws from a clean pocket, I would love for him to just be in a situation where he's comfortable. Yeah. So that would be really good. So that's one of my keys. Protecting Justin, keeping those defenders off of him. Man, do we need that there, Press? We definitely can utilize Justin Fields being protected because we haven't been able to say that pretty much all season. And the kid been giving us his all. We can give him one game, especially one like this here, where we have a chance to go against a pass rush that isn't so great. That would be fantastic. They could definitely hold up, man. So offensive line, hope you all willing to take some pride in this game here That's and show right. that you can give Justin Fields that type of protection that he needs in this game. And let's win the fucking fourth quarter of the ball game. That's going to be also another key. A little sneaky little key that I just threw in there. 
<laughs> I, I like that key, man. It makes sense too, bro. We got to finish the game strong. Finish. That's right. That's right. Finish, right? All right, A-Dub, score prediction before we get out of here. 28-24, Chicago Bears get the victory. Nice. All right, now. So, in this matchup, honest, quarter draft kicks, the Bears are a three-point road underdog against the Falcons. Ooh. I know. It's not surprising. Maybe. I think mostly, though, it's, it's not surprising to me, A-Dub, because they are playing at home, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. But I mean, these are still two bad teams that are competing for a top ten draft. <laughs> let's not let's not fool ourselves. <laughs> That's true. But I think the Bears will end that three game losing streak. I, I agree with you, A Dub. I think the Bears win thirty one to twenty three, and I think Justin Fields will enjoy some of that home cooking. <laughs> he gonna run all over them Falcons. Gonna run all over them Bucks. There's nothing they can do with Justin Fields, bro. Hell no, your problem, your problem. And Michael, he already <laughs> gave us his prediction. <laughs> what Michael? What Michael working with? He got the Bears winning. Okay, okay, yeah. Michael, that's what I'm talking about, baby. And just to give y'all a quick update on the showdown between the three of us, Michael and A Dub are zero three. Your boy Prayer is a little still pissed off that I lost last week. I'm two and one, <laughs> hoping. That I move up to three and one next week. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm gonna be okay with Michael and A Dub getting a win. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm hoping that we all correct this week, but I still got a two game lead on y'all guys. Though got a two game lead on y'all. Hey Michael, as I said before, man, we gotta bounce back, man. We cannot give prayers, petty prayers, best satisfaction, <laughs> man. <laughs> we gotta bounce back, baby. Roll with me. <laughs> Oh, we should put that on the shirt. Petty Press. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, that's funny, a I love that. Uh, every once in a while, you get a good one. That was, that was good. That was every good. blue moon. Every blue moon, man. Yeah, listen. Every blue moon. <laughs> there you go. Emphasis on blue moon. <laughs> Audience, we appreciate you guys' continued support. Hey, we look forward to a fun game on Sunday against those Falcons. Until then. Me and your boy A-Dub is out of here. We look forward to talking to y'all next week when we recap a Bears victory. Till then, bear down, and we'll talk to y'all soon. We are out. <laughs>